I find myself even having arguments with her in my mind in preparation for the argument that I'm going to have when I buy the wrong potatoes. No, no, no. A movie projector on a cart, black and white, and they would show us, You are there. That's what you wear, man. You gotta have a powdered wig. Listen, if you're gonna sign the Declaration of Independence, shouldn't you have a powdered wig? He's wearing one in all the portraits. It's been raining. It's been raining. Hi, it's a, a it's a Dan Class. I'm in the garage. You know the story. I'm a stay-at-home dad. Shut in. I, I come into my garage theoretically once a week. Okay, I know. I know. Don't keep track. That's all I will say to you. But anyway, it's been raining. And it's been raining so much that I realized that I'm not really a shut-in because a shut-in honestly wouldn't really mind the rain. A shut-in wouldn't even notice because a shut-in is in and they're shut in there and they don't really care what's going on outside because they're shut in. Now, I claim to be... Truth is, apparently I'm not. Now, uh, apparently I've been living in Southern California for too long because I can't stand it when it rains more than about a day and a half. Now, the first day, it's wonderful. The rain is lovely. It's nostalgic and you feel good. You feel like you're getting free water. You know, it's free water. Free water is just falling from the sky. It's absolutely free. Now, here in Southern California, listen. If we want water, we got to buy it or we got to have it, you know, I don't know, trucked in or aqueduct in or so. All the water here is from elsewhere. I mean, really, if you think about Southern California, well, you don't have to think about it. It's just the fact, listen, it's Chinatown, baby. There, there's no water. The water comes from Northern California or it comes from uh, Sparklets, you know, from Fiji. Most of the water we drink actually gets... Think of the carbon footprint on a bottle of water that you buy at your local farm market. Water that comes from Fiji? Are you kidding? Ah, that's okay. That's what they have slave labor for. But my, my, my point is this. Uh, so it's been raining. And uh, I realized that as a Southern California resident, I am no longer in any way, shape, or form accustomed to... Conducting my life out of doors while there is precipitation. Especially rain, you know, because I, I grew up mostly in upstate, you know, upstate New York, where it would uh, be sunny and rain and snow, snow, snow. The sunny didn't bother me. And really snow didn't bother Like, I don't mind being out in snow. You can't be out in rain. There's something not right about it. You just shouldn't do it. And so I was getting very crabby last week. Maybe that's why I never got around to actually recording a show. Then we, you know, the new year is here and we got all these papers. We got papers. We got, we got things we got to figure out. All this family stuff we got to work out. Do you have a family? Do you feel like you're in a constant state of having to work something out just as soon as you got it worked out? Then there's the next thing you got to work out. And also there's just the constant flow of new socks. New socks for my daughter coming into the house all day, all night. New socks. Because the old socks bugger. So she's got to get new socks. And the Hudson the Hudson needs new shoes. All the time, every day, all we talk about is how Hudson needs new shoes and he's between sizes. How could you be between sizes seven days a week, 56 weeks a year? 
I gave him a couple extra weeks there in the year to get his shoes straightened out. It still doesn't work. So it's raining so much and I'm going nutty because I, I really, I just want to be able to walk from my car into, you know, Costco or whatever without getting soaked. I don't want to go grocery shopping when it's pouring rain. How do you people do it? Seriously, how do you, I was thinking about when we go to visit Poughkeepsie, I'm like, okay, Poughkeepsie, what's their grocery store like? No, it's like ours. There's a big parking lot outside with shopping carts in it. And then you walk through the parking lot to the, like, so what? How your groceries must be soaking wet by the time you get them in your car and then your car's soaking wet. Then you got to take them out of your car and it's still raining at your house, of course, in Poughkeepsie or wherever you live in Normalville. You probably have a garage that you don't record stupid radio podcasts, whatever this is, whatever maniacal bull crap this is. You probably aren't doing it in your garage. Your garage is probably empty and is for receiving automobiles. But see, it doesn't rain here enough for me to want to tear this place down so we can put the car in here just so I can have a slight respite while I'm unloading groceries. Because ours is detached, our garage. So I would still have to traverse, right? Dan, why so annoyed about the weather? Well, I'll tell you why. The real reason why is apparently... If you get enough rain... At least here, in beautiful Southern California, your doors warp. You know your doors, your front door, your back door, your doors warp. So not only do you not want to go outside, you can't go outside because you can't open the door anymore. My children can no longer eject themselves from the house, no longer seek passage out of doors without major adult assistance, which usually is violent, violent, pulling and pulling and pulling at the doorknob until the bottom corner of the door goes, and finally pops out. And for a couple of days there, the warping was so bad on the front door that, yeah, uh uh-huh, the alarm wasn't working. See, because for the alarm to work, you know, the you know, because we live in Los Angeles, there's this thing here called uh, crime, where people apparently will go to your house and take your stuff w- without your permission. There's no cash exchange. They just come in, the stuff goes out. Maybe they beat you a little bit, stab your wife, whatever. So we have this uh, alarm system. And the alarm system uh, is sort of predicated on the notion that... Um, you know, when the window or the door is shut, this little thing has a magnet that can kind of get close enough to that little magnet. And then they can say, OK, the door's closed. Right. And then when you pull those magnets apart, the contact's broken. And then the alarm goes off or you, know, you get a little beep, beep, beep telling you, hey, somebody opened the door. But the, the alarm's off. But beep, beep, beep. You know, beep, beep, beep. Someone opened the front door. But we know you're home. But beep, beep, beep. Just so you know, beep, beep. The door has been beep opened. Well, we didn't know what was going on. So, you know, my wife works out of the house. So sometimes people come here, you know, for work. So there's a dude, Mike, that comes. He's a good dude. Mike's a good dude. He brings us uh, Starbucks. Okay, Mike's a great dude. Free Starbucks. Listen, if you're going to bring overpriced, uh, you know, lattes and uh, croissant for free, we, we love you. So he comes in. It's raining, right? 
He's got his croissant and his uh, 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 half Americano grande latte, por favore. Tutte frutte. And they, you know, Melissa lets him in and they shut the door. And the, and the door goes as it always does when you open it or when you close it, it goes beep, beep, beep. And they're saying, hey, I got the proof to show you for the latest layout for the thing. Because, you know, they're all uh, advertising people, you know. Hey, I've got the new layout for the thing and I got to show you because the thing and then it beep, beep, beep. And I'm in the other room trying to work. and I'm going, oh, that's weird. Because I thought Mike just came in. Why would he be leaving already? I could have sworn I heard them in the other room at the dining room table slash conference room looking over the proofs. Beep, beep, beep. And as I'm thinking of this, I'm hearing beep, beep, beep. And then I start to think, wow, I think I've maybe gone insane because there's no way Mike keeps leaving while simultaneously standing in the dining room slash conference room discussing things with my wife. It is not possible. It's not possible for him to be walking out of the house and staying in the house at the same time. And why would he figure out a way to stand in the dining room, or at least sound like he's standing in the dining room, and reach all the way around through the living room to the entranceway and keep opening and closing the beep, beep, beep door? It wouldn't happen. So I go out, and I go in there. I'm like, hey, Mike. Uh, and I look. There he is. He's standing Next to the conference room table there with Melissa, they're looking at uh, pictures of uh, wrenches or cars or whatever they're doing, a 5 Series, a 6, an X5, J79, X3. They're nowhere near the door. I scratch my head, beep, beep, beep. So it is then when I realize that the door has warped, the front door is warped so much that it's nice and flush on the top, dot, 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 and then doorknob, Nice. And then da, 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 out, out, or rather in, in the house, out, flangy, flan. I don't know what's going on. It's like a, like the letter J, basically coming into the house, bringing with it the magnet that is supposed to tell the alarm system not to beep, beep, beep. Now, if it had really made a super J, so this is just a subtle J. I'm not going to tell you what font it was making. What typeface? It wasn't making a good Helvetica. We'd have a good swooping, arcing J. You know, it was kind of a fancier font. Some like kind of like maybe a handwritten font where the person is just only barely making a J. If they were really making a Helvetica J, then that magnet would have been so far from the other one that it would have thought, right? The alarm would have thought that the door was open, really open, actually open. And then it wouldn't have kept going beep, beep, beep. But it was apparently in some sort of weird magnetic class house limbo where it would occasionally make some kind of contact beep 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 and then occasionally lose the beep 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 contact now by now you're saying to yourself dan stop complaining about the magnets and the warping in the rain and just turn off the alarm okay i think i will But for some reason, turning off the alarm requires that I unplug the alarm and dismantle the box that holds the guts and unhooking the, um, the battery. And this requires... A ridiculously 
disastrously horrible amount of just whatever. Because it's all hidden in this closet. Okay? All right, thieves, if you're taking notes, listen, you go in my front door. Okay? Take a right. Go in, well, well, you got you to gotta take a left to get in the house. Okay, and then take a right, take a right, take a left, then go straight and look for the closet. Now, there's a closet in there. Open up that closet, and in that closet is a bunch of stuff, okay? So to undo the alarm, I got to pull all that stuff out, and then out, and then out. So what it is, is it's a shelf, okay? It's just a shelf. I don't know where we got it. It's some, like, Ikea-like place. It's one of those shelf units that kind of folds up. You know what I mean? Like, if you take the shelves and push them up, and then can somehow figure out how to hold the shelves up while simultaneously folding the sides in, you can fold it. It's one of those folding shelf, right, stackable thingies, wooden lacquered things, right? One of those things that was once, I'm sure, you know, a showcase of our apartment, and then it got degraded, degraded, and now it's shoved in a closet, and it's full of CDs, you know, bitter's pill CDs that no one wanted, and uh, the system software from, uh, you know, Mac OS 8.7, and a bunch of other crap. And then on top of that is um, we have these things that are probably, I think they're made to hang in your closet to put in like little things like T-shirts. It's for extra storage, you know, in your closet. So we've got two of those in there full of crap, videotapes, DVDs, a three-hole punch, but not a regular three-hole punch like you might have, an industrial size, I don't know what office we stole this thing from in 1987. This huge industrial 500 sheets at a time, three hole punch is in there. 50 pounds worth of hole punching pleasure. There's four, three, three video cameras. There's a, a digital video camera and a high eight camera. And then maybe a regular eight camera. Only one barely works. I don't know what, what all's in there. There's reams of white paper, reams of colored paper, eight and a half by 11 envelopes, number 10 envelopes, bitterest pill uh, buttons, ARF buttons, old wave radio, new 80s music buttons, uh, labels, address labels, return address labels, uh, circular labels, big packaging labels, uh, homemade business card, Avery style, self-perforated, uh, right? Everything. And these are, these are hanging in the closet, and then they're on the shelf, kind of like on the shelf. So what I have to do is I have to take these, this like, these stupid things that are made to hold T-shirts, right? But they they're each contain about 100 pounds worth of crap. And they're above my eye level, right? The hooking part is above my eye level, so i got to somehow reach in there, Lift it up in the little area that I have to get it to lift up, and then I have to carry it with the contents because I'm too lazy, folks, to empty. It's not going to happen. Me emptying these things before I, it's not going to happen. I'd rather take the risk. You would do the same thing. Don't, don't even, don't even, don't even with me. You would do the same thing. You would see how much of it you could move while the contents were in the fabric shelf hanging thing. You know you would. Stop it. Because if you do it right, if you can get it up 
up there, and then if you can somehow manage to walk with it backwards, but slightly leaning over so it's tilting, so the contents, if they were to slide, would slide towards the back instead of the open front, right? Then you wouldn't have a ream and a half of Costco white bond paper all over the floor and CDs and buttons. You would just ha you just move it, which obviously never happens, and then it all comes out, and then you got to pick that up, and then you got to do the other one, and then that's all. You know, 800 pounds of CDs falling on your foot. So I go in there and I, I pull all that stuff out. I pull it out and I pull it out. And I, and I finally I find the key because it's all locked too. You know, once you go right, right, left, right, whatever it is, and you get you got it right, and you do all that, then you got to find the key. So I got so I find the key, unlock it, undo the battery, undo the uh, AC, you know, and it goes off. So I go to investigate and I see the J shape, you know. And I realized to myself, hey, hey, self, what do you suppose the odds are um, of your door magically returning to straightness when the rain stops? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to assume about nil. Unless I lie down for the next three days while it's drying and put my back to the little entry wall where the big old-fashioned doorbell thingy is hanging, right? And I push my feet against the bottom of the door for 24 hours a day for three days, then maybe, you know what, I think we'd have a straight door. I, 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 don't, I don't need this. I don't need to get into that closet and hear the beep, beep, beep. I don't, I don't need it. Listen, I, I, I got lunches to make, snacks... I gotta get the kids dressed. I gotta. My my daughter. She has eighteen pairs of pajamas. She likes two. She likes two pairs. She wants to wear one of two pairs. That means I have to do the pink laundry. Well, see now I have. I I don't even. I guess I have pink laundry, kind of light. And now I also have bright colored laundry. Did I tell you that? I now I now have like. I'm eventually. My goal is to do a load per color. I'll have a blue load, a red load, a pink load. A light blue load, a denim load, a black load, a white load, a white load that can be bleached, right? You got to subset that out. You got to have the whites that you can bleach and the whites you cannot bleach. Anybody that ever attaches anything to white fabric, it should be kept on with Velcro so I can just rip it off and bleach the white thing, man. Come on. The other day, the kids were um i don't even remember what the circumstance i don't know why we had all been somewhere together and then we came home or whatever and i just needed to sit down or something but anyway so the kid the kids got this book about how to make these really kind of funky cool looking uh stuffed animals and things right out of socks and uh you know basic just little fabric shapes or whatever you could trace and cut out and so they were they were working at the table our dining table and they were going to trace out these patterns from the book and they were going to cut out these things. I gave them an old t-shirt or a couple shirts that they could cut up and they had some buttons and they had all this stuff. And Hudson's really into it. Toulouse really into it. They're all into it. They were going to just sit and do their thing and they were really into it and focused on doing this. Because they like to do a lot of projects and they, and they usually do them at the dining table. It's really the best place indoors anyway. 
I mean, if it's Play-Doh or anything, it could be messy. They go outside. But as long as they're in the house, it's cool. If they use markers, they got to put a little card. We have these cardboard pieces that we put down because T tends to overshoot the paper and she'll get it on the table. And we don't want it on the table because it'll ruin the table. How do you get it off the table, right? So we have her put these cardboard things down. So they got out, you know, the fabric and some scissors and uh, and uh, their book. And I was trying to read something or something in the other room. So I kept saying, well, listen, you know, do this part and then come and get me and then do the next step and then come and get me. And because then I would set them up with the next step and then they could go along their merry way and I could finish reading whatever I was trying to read. Or I, I forget what it was. So. So they do this part and they do this part and they're just about, they, they come to get me for the sewing part and I got to get out the thread and the needles and all this stuff. So I go, I get the box and I get the needles out and um, Toulouse getting ready to sew and she moves what she's been working on to reveal that apparently when she was tracing her pattern, she decided to do it with a marker. But because she was working on a sewing project, I assume, she forgot to put down the cardboard. So she looks at it, at the table, and looks up at me with this look of horror on her face and says, oh no, I got marker all over the table. To which I respond, oh no, you sure did. What marker was it? And she says, this one. And she pulls a marker off of the table and shows it to me. And it has the distinct shape of a Sharpie. I freak out. Now, I'll tell you why. And and this is a problem that I have. And this is a... I won't say a problem in my marriage, but this is a problem that I have within the, you know, whatever of my marriage. I find that, and maybe this is a house husband thing. Uh, Here's an example. When I go to the grocery store, sometimes I get the things that I know we all eat, right? But sometimes I'm going there specifically to get something that my wife has asked me to get. And that causes uh, uh, nervousness, anxiety, trepidation in every direction. Because now I'm not buying potatoes. I'm buying the potatoes that Melissa wants. And, and it creates the situation where I'm not, I'm now not doing things to get them done. I'm doing things to not upset her or to please her. And that's kind of funky, right? There's something kind of ass backwards about that. But that still somehow is the way it is. And I find myself even having arguments with her in my mind in preparation for the argument that I'm going to have when I buy the wrong potatoes. Baby, I didn't buy them last time. You bought them. These are the ones you want, but you won't get, I got to get them, but I don't know where they are, which one. And if they don't have them, don't give me that look. Yes, I asked them to look in the back. They looked in the, they don't, do you, can you not accept the fact that they don't have them? So I'm upset with the kids, not because they got marker on the table, although 
that I would normally be, but really I'm upset with the kids because we're going to get in trouble with mom. And I don't want to get in trouble with mom, and I sure don't want them to get in this much trouble with mom. So I flip out and I start screaming at them like a psychotic. What are you doing? What are you thinking? What are you, you're not thinking at all. I can't believe you know better than this. The, 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 the cliche, 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 cliche at the top of my lungs, cliche. But I've got a table with Sharpie on it. And, and, and it's not a smooth table. It's a rough table. It's the table that back when we bought it, uh, if you remember that far back, I won't get into it. But, but even prior to the actual, we had to, we had to have that table shipped to us four times because every time it arrived, it was broken and they would have to send us a new one because West Elm, uh. but before we picked it, Melissa and I were like, listen, we got kids, kids mess things up. We should get some kind of beat up already looking table, maybe a quote unquote antique used table or something that's supposed to look beat up to look cool. And that way, if anything ever happens to it, we won't be this mad, as mad as we are now, now that there's Sharpie and mom's going to be home any second. Felix, I'm going to kill you. So I, you know, foolishly, I get out the pledge. Well, you know, pledge doesn't do anything. Pledge is wax. Pledge isn't a cleaner. Pledge is, a, is a, like a shiny, shiny maker. So then I get out the Windex. Windex doesn't do anything. Now, I'm hoping Windex will do something. But baby, baby, this is Sharpie. This isn't even the, like, you know, smelly markers they have. They have these scented. It's not a scented marker. Not one of those BS washables that isn't washable. This is a Sharpie. It is scientifically formulated to be permanent marker why the kids have the permanent markers out is beyond me and that's part of what i'm screwing why are you getting permanent markers and why do you have permanent markers why do you need permanent? why are you getting whack are you even reaching why are you letting your sister do this and why are you doing this and why are you doing it in front of him and why isn't he stopping you and why are we all gonna get in so much trouble from your mother so i am i am starting to fear that my wife is just gonna flip out especially at my daughter, who has been the major perpetrator of this crime. Well, I finally find, and I breathe a huge sigh of relief, that if I gently rub it with one of those, uh, with a slightly damp one of those Mr. Clean white thingies, you know what I mean? What are those things called? It's a, it's a, brickish looking thing my friend brom told me that they were originally developed as uh, insulation for the space shuttle and then someone realized hey look it takes crayon off the wall it's one of those things right it's white and it kind of looks like a sponge but it takes right so if i very gently rub it damp on the sharpie it comes off so I'm very, I'm like, kids, you're so damn lucky. And look, and I'm rubbing around and rubbing around. And it's, you know, the, the table's getting a little damp, but I, I can dry damp. Listen, I can dry damp. But it, look, it's no longer blue. It can even get in the little crevices of this faux, wane and, uh, faux grain in the veneer. I can get it off of there. And look, you're so lucky. Now listen, when your mom gets home, you're going to have to tell her what happened. But I right? I'm just praying that she doesn't call until I get this all up, right? So we're going to tell her, but I would rather not show her. 
Because if she sees it, I think she'll, right, she'll have this mental, and I don't want to tell her before she sees it, because then she'll really have a mental picture. So let's just pray that your mom does not call before she comes home, and she never calls before she comes home, because God forbid that I know she was on her way, and I can start dinner, but no, no, no. So, I get it all up, and there it is. It's a little damp, but that's okay, it'll dry. Let's not even look at it. It's done. It's over. I'm sorry I yelled so much, you guys. So, Melissa comes home. Hi, how you doing? And smooching and smooching and smooching and smooching. Okay, hold on with the smooching. The kids have something to tell you. It's all been fixed. It's taken care of. No worries. Okay. But they have something to tell you. Something that happened. So my daughter's like, what, what? Because, you know, everything rolls off her back like I don't even know what water off a duck's ass so h says well we were doing the sewing we had the sewing book out you know we we're gonna make these animals in tulu and the markers and rah, 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 rah. so i say well we we cleaned it up we cleaned it up. okay well where was it well it was right here on the table but see how it's all cleaned up now they go well, okay well you should know better tulu you know you know not to do that and you know not to do that and, and as she's saying this she's kind of shaking her head you know, nodding her head. She's like, you know, you should know how to not to do that. You should always use your board. Okay. And blah, blah. And she's kind of looking down at the right. And she goes, Dan, what did you use to clean it up with? Why? What did you use? Why didn't you call me? Well, honey, because I didn't want you to flip out. I used one of those white things from the space shuttle. Those Mr. Clean... You know, the white thing, the sponge thing, it, it, it was the only thing that would touch it. Otherwise, this thing would, well, I, you know, I have ways. But you took the finish off of the table. Why did you do that, Dan? Why did you do, why didn't, why did you, so now, uh, so, uh, what? What are you looking at me for? So I was like, well, why did I do it? Because there was blue marker all over the table. But why did you have to use that white thing? Because it was Sharpie. But you should have called me. Why didn't you call me? Because I didn't want you to flip out. But you've ruined the table. No, but it was ruined before I ruined it. No, it wasn't. I could have cleaned it, but it was ruined, honey. Why am I in trouble? Because she ruined the table. Sometimes I feel like I'm an outsider. And that is definitely one of those times where, and maybe it's not that I feel like I'm an outsider, maybe I want to be an outsider. I don't know what it is, but I just stood there like I can't win. Like I really am just one of the kids. And from now on, you know what? They can hang themselves. Because I... I'm going to get the wrong potatoes and I'm going to clean up the table wrong and it's just never going to be right. I got to get a job so I can get out of here every once in a while and so I can be the one that makes the money so I can just come home and say, get the potatoes that I want. You're the one with the free time. You clean up the table and you set them up on their projects and you watch them and you clean up the Play-Doh outside and you get the potatoes. Because you're the one that knows how to clean Sharpie off the table, not me. 
Well, thanks for listening. That has been uh, today's, uh, you know, The Bitter's Pill. Uh, as always, give me a ring if you'd like at uh, 888-315-5753. Now, you've been listening to the shorter, free version, the sample, you know, the free sample hit uh, of The Bitter's Pill. Uh, on the full version, I tell the whole story of uh, shopping for the John Hancock outfit and the wig and the whole thing and talk endlessly about, what, the rain and the warping doors and the alarm system and uh, you know the kids that are doing projects on the table they get marker all over the dining room table I don't know what I'm you know, you know as I sit here now I don't know what you just heard I really don't I, I gotta admit it I don't know what's going on anyway if you want to hear the whole thing sign up for uh, the Bitters Pill Premium subscription prescription uh, at the bitterspill.com or uh, you know and, uh, drop me a line at uh, pill at danclass.com but anyway thanks for listening thanks for tuning not tuning in you know what I mean downloading thanks for downloading thanks for supporting the show and thanks uh, as always for listening please tell a friend about the bitterest pill why should you be alone in our misery Pills produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.